Hi, I'm Mark, and thank you for joining me on Words of Truth. Let's talk about waiting. Waiting stinks. <laughs> I think most of us agree that we don't like waiting, right? How many amens do I hear? Whether it be in a line at the grocery store, behind a person at a red light when it turns green, and they're still there for another, what, second before we blow our horn? Well, I don't, but I've had people blow their horn at me. Man, I hate that. Or maybe it's waiting to hear back from a job interview or waiting in line for a white chocolate mocha at Starbucks. We hate waiting. But, you know, we always seem to be waiting. It just seems to be a part of life. When we wait, when the wait for one thing ends, we move on to start waiting for something else, a job offer, a relationship, a big break for vacation, always waiting. We live in a society where we're getting used to getting what we want, right? When we want it. I mean, I can order something on Amazon today and have it arrive at my door tomorrow. When it used to take several weeks when I would order something something from the uh, Sears and Roebuck catalog. Remember that? Some of you who are older and remember that catalog. I mean, you'd wait weeks and maybe even months to get something delivered. I can go to Google and <clears throat> type in a question and Get an immediate answer to a question when it used to take a long time to research a question in a book or a library or the Encyclopedia Britannica. Remember those? <laughs> Waiting is kind of like watching a soccer game that ends in a scoreless draw. Talk about disappointing. But although I hate to admit it, I think there's value in waiting because it builds patience, which is the capacity and the willingness to endure. You see, patience isn't about what we're waiting for, but how we're waiting for it. It's about waiting well. <clears throat> you remember when King David of the Bible wrote Psalm 27, 14. I feel like he was writing specifically to those of us stuck in the waiting room of life, waiting for a yes or a no or just any answer at all. David wrote these words, wait for the Lord, be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. You see, David knew a thing or two about waiting. Even after the prophet Samuel appointed him king of Israel, he didn't go right out and slay the giant Goliath. Hopefully you remember that story in the Bible. And King Saul wasn't immediately impeached, or in those days, many times killed, so that David could be sworn in as a king. No, no, no. David had to wait. Before he could rise to his calling to become king in the future, he, he had to fulfill his responsibilities in the present as a humble shepherd. And so do we. So here are five ways we can wait on God. First, while you're waiting, spend time in prayer. Romans chapter 12 and verse 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. You see, during your time of waiting, you can pour your heart out to God. Bring all your fears and doubts along with all your desires and dreams to Him. God wants us to trust Him with everything we're waiting and asking for. And then be still and listen. Sometimes we get so anxious to make something happen that we forget to listen to God for direction, don't we? Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. 
In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your, your path straight. You see, when we spend time in prayer and in listening, that's when God can give us direction and counsel in every situation that we're facing. Number two, while you're waiting, praise God for what he has already done. Psalm 71 verse 14 says, But I will rejoice continually and will praise you more and more. So take some time to remember the things God has already pulled you through. All the ways that God has already answered prayer. All the blessings God has already sent your way. And give him the glory for those victories. You see, remembering all those blessings not only renews our faith in who God is, but it also provides hope and courage in our present, present situation. So stop focusing on what you don't have and be thankful for what you've already been blessed with. A content and grateful heart will bring joy in the midst of waiting. Number three, while you're waiting, prepare. It was the Apostle Paul who wrote in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27, Everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. Therefore, I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control. Now, let's say that you want to run a marathon. And so you search and you find out that there's one going to run in like three months. Well, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't wait until the month before the marathon to start your training. You'd probably put your sneakers on right then and there and start training. But you'd also start eating the right foods and you'd start to build up your strength and endurance and stamina so that when the day of the race arrives, well, you'd be ready to go. And so using that as a picture in your mind, what can you do right now to prepare for what God is already preparing for you? And what is God trying to teach you? while you're waiting. Fourth, while you're waiting, keep a proper perspective. The prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah chapter 55, 9, for as heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. Have you ever tried to take in the surrounding landscape while riding a roller coaster? <laughs> I'll bet you haven't. It's, it's not easy to do. In fact, things look kind of blurry when you're on a roller coaster. The roller coaster is just moving too quickly with too many twists and turns to take it all in, and you're too busy trying to hang on. And isn't that the way our world feels today? It's moving so quickly that it's hard to get a perspective, and sometimes it's hard to hang on. And that's why we need to take a step back and take a look at the big picture. You see, it's not about what we think will satisfy us now, but it's about what God wants to do in us while we're waiting. Immediate gratification is not the goal. And God has our greater interests at heart. And that's why we need to continue to wait and trust God. And then fifth, while you're waiting, press on. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3.12, Not that I have already reached the goal, or I am already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. In other words, even though you might be waiting, keep moving ahead. There are things that you can be doing right now. There are opportunities to grow 
ways to serve and to learn right now. But we can easily miss them if we're constantly worried about tomorrow. Long ago, my wife and I had a season of waiting on God for another ministry opportunity to open up for us. And it was during that time that we knew that God was going to move us to a new new location. And so we got busy and we finished a room in the basement of our house so that the house would be more sellable. And it was during that time that I wrote a book, which is in the process of publication as I speak. And we started to look online for where we wanted to live in the new location where we knew we'd be moving. In other words, we didn't just sit around and pout and get anxious, but we were pressing on, getting ready for what God was going to do. And when he said, yes. You see, it's in the season of waiting where character is forged and refined. It's where we learn new skills and discover what we're passionate about and not passionate about. And so my exhortation to you is this. Don't waste your weight. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again next week.